Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. I love topics that lend themselves to humor and a lot of information. And so today I get to do both blend humor and healthcare, but I'm bringing along my buddy, Jackie Bryan, who is our resident functional medicine expert, RN, certified health coach, whole health educator, certified nutrition specialist to talk about our immune system and how we can empower ourselves to have the best immune system possible. Now, I started the Comedy Cures Foundation and there's fabulous research on using laughter, humor, and play to build up our immune system. But today, we're welcoming Jackie Bryant, to talk about all of her wonderful ways. <laughs> and Jackie and I have an interesting background with our immune systems. So welcome, Jackie. I was chuckling to myself when you introduced this topic that we're going to be covering today, this immunological resilience, or, or kind of as we're going into this cold and flu season. And one of the things that we were chatting about before we got on the, on air was the fact that neither one of us really got sick. Like we, we very rarely had colds or viruses, but then we get hit with the big diagnosis of cancer. And while it's not funny. One of the things we were saying is go big or go home. Exactly. Yeah. I went real big. I decided to get stage four cancer. That was ridiculous. But that was three decades ago when I was misdiagnosed. And then 24 years ago where I entered the system and then 21, 22 years since I've been cancer free. So it's quite a miracle, but I do have this pretty great immune system. And I think it would be wonderful to share all your science-backed information with our listeners so that we can help people. And I, our second study, the Comedy Cure second study, the Cancer Health Coach study that we did with you really showed that in eight weeks, you could improve the quality of the lives of people in the study by using the strategies that you teach so beautifully in your private practice, in your groups, and then also the reinforcement that we do at Comedy Cures with therapeutic humor, play and joy. So I really feel this is such a valuable episode and I'm really excited to get in for my own personal reason. I, I can never learn too many tips from you, but I have to start with a joke because our Comedy Cures Writers Room wrote a few really clever jokes for today's episode. And I just want to give you one to start. So we start with a little bit of humor. So I discovered that I get sick on Saturdays and Sundays. Turns out I have a weakened immune system. (laughs) 
<laughs> Saving it for the weekends, that's for sure. <laughs> and <laughs> and I love that play. When you read it, it's really funny because weekend versus weekend. Yes. Anyway, I thought it was really clever. And I just want to shout out the Comedy Cures writer's room for that great joke. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I think we're talking about building a, in an, a stronger immune system. And and we need to definitely honor the fact that those people that are in active treatment for cancer naturally have a lowered immune system right now because they're in some form of treatment. And so one of the things that I love to share with people is it really doesn't matter where your starting point is at this at right now, we can always improve our immunological response to, to some degree, um, especially with nutrition. And that's what I wanted to, to focus on. Uh, when I talk about, we all kind of know what it means to be emotionally resilient, right? We can get knocked down a bunch and we can get up. <laughs> you can actually use that same kind of analogy with our immune system for our health. And our immune system is something that is designed to be knocked down a little bit, but that we can build it back up again. But one of the things that we do in our society is we sabotage ourselves. We're, we're self-sabotagers. And our I, I'm sort of on this podcast now saying, maybe begging you to think about the lifestyle behaviors that you're using each and every day, because those lifestyle habits can actually play a role in how well your immune system functions. And so what do I mean by that? Like what, Saren, what are some of the things that you think about when I say, oh, that's going to hurt your immune system besides chemotherapy, radiation? What are some of those things that I'm talking about? Any idea? Yeah, because I had all of those and I had to figure out a way to stay as healthy as possible because I was not responding to surgery, radiation, and chemotherapy after two and a half years. And my goal was to build back my immune system so that I could wait for the next big thing to come along. So just in terms of things that would distract it, I've listened to you so much that I know sugar is a big distractor and processed foods would be a big distractor, not sleeping, not getting any exercise. These are foundations that you talk about all the time that we have to build to be able to really have a great immune system. Yes. My goodness. You have been paying attention. I listen girl. And I listen back. Your episodes are so rich with content that I have. I listen multiple times even know what you need me for anymore. You can just do this all yourself. <laughs> no, because you remember all the research. I just remember the goodies. I just do them. I'm like, Jackie says, my husband's like, I know Jackie says. <laughs> I love that you said all those things because those are exactly true, right? So those are all things that are going to make our immune system challenged. And if our immune system is challenged, then it can't focus on its most important job, which is protecting you. So if we start off this sort of discussion as, okay, let's get rid of the things that are distracting our immune system, all the things that you talked about improving. All the things system. that are fun and <laughs> yummy. <laughs> Reducing stress, improving our sleep, right? All of those things. Let's kind of move on now. So now we've done all those things. We're sleeping well. We've got our stress under control. Let's talk about what the immune system is and then ways that we can actually support it. So once we stop sabotaging it. Basically, when we talk about immune resilience, it's 
talking about our ability to help our body remain in this state of health or recover more quickly after it's been exposed to something. And so there's situations where people have gone out to the same restaurant and they eat the same food that gave one person food poisoning and the other person did not get food poisoning. Why did that other person not get the food poisoning? And that has to do with their immune resilience, right? And so our resilience for our immune system really depends on how strong and resilient your microbiome is. And Sarah, you're going to laugh because it just all comes back to the gut. (laughs) I was going to say that is probably like the word of the decade. And people come up to me all the time and they go, can you explain microbiome? So I know in your live talks that you give, you have beautiful slides, but I think we have to give a primer because there might be someone listening who really doesn't understand microbiome. One of the things that microbiomes are, they're little bacteria. They're on your skin. They're in your digestive tract. They're all over, right? You have them in your eyelids. You've got them in your mouth. You've got them everywhere. So I know that thrills you, that visual, but you have- (laughs) I was just going to say, people just went, ew. (laughs) You have a, a hundred trillion bacteria all over your body, sort of an estimated count. And for every one of your microbiome or one of your bacterias, you have- 10, uh, 10 bacteria to every human cell. So you're sort of more of a super organism than you are a human, which is kind of kind of cool. But these microbes actually inhabit your intestines and they form this very complex internal ecosystem or community that impacts the physiology of your body, like how your body works. And it can make you more susceptible to the disease or it can make it that you're preventing disease. And so What I get excited about is that there are intentional practices that we as patients or or individuals can implement in our life that can support our gut health and set us up really for a strong foundation for increasing our body's resilience against foreign invaders. It, It doesn't happen quickly though. That's the disappointing thing. People are like, oh, give me the pill and I'll be better tomorrow. And that's not the way it works. It takes a little bit of time to build resilience. And that's why I think it's so important to bring in uh, lifestyle behaviors that are going to support your body's functions. And I think the microbiome is key, right? But then there's also a couple different uh, types of immune responses that we have. And I'll just give a a quick overview of these just so people have an understanding of it. And I think coming off of this sort of experience that we all had with the COVID-19 pandemic, many of us have heard these types of immune responses before. There's the innate immune system, which is sort of your frontline defense. It has your skin and your mucous membranes. They're the ones that are that first line of defense. If, if a foreign invader comes on, your skin's actually antimicrobial microbial, and it can help escort these things off of your body, which is to me really fascinating, right? Skin is a a very important part, but these mechanisms that are that front line of defense are designed to trap foreign material and kind of wash it out of your body. And that's what you cough for. That's why you sneeze. And these are things that actually destroy the, that those mucus and those secretions have antimicrobials, acids, and enzymes in it that inhibit the growth and destroy microorganisms. Cool. The body is so fascinating. It is. It is. It is so fascinating. And 
I laugh because I am so not fun at a party, right? Because I do want. <laughs> I am because I quote you all the time. <laughs> but I am someone that just, I get excited when I hear different types of stories. And your story, for example, stage four cancer, and now no evidence of disease. That, to me, that's just miraculous. It is just, and it has to do with hard work and it has to do with just belief and strong immunity, so many things that come into that. And it would be wonderful if we could replicate it for everybody. But it- that's what we tried to do in our health coach study. And I think that we succeeded in a lot of ways in eight weeks, just doing the basics with all of the patients that enrolled. It showed that if you do this with some consciousness and some guidance that you can really improve the quality of life. Yeah, you you can. In my situation, I was diagnosed with breast cancer 20 years ago. It spread to my lymph nodes. My prognosis wasn't fantastic. I went through the double mastectomy, chemo, radiation, hormone therapy, and then the waiting. We should do a podcast on anxiety and the waiting, right? Yes, for sure. Anxiety, scan anxiety and all those stuff because, oh my gosh, that was the worst. But I feel very strongly about the information that I share with people because I do it myself. I, I, I work very hard to keep my immune system strong. So part of this innate response that we're talking about is that sort of first response to any invading pathogen. And it really involves the release of cells. And when we did the health builder class, we talked about the phagocytes, the, the neutrophils, the dendritic cells, the mast cells, the T cells, all of those that work in harmony together to kill the invading pathogen. So Here's why I get so passionate about not distracting your immune system. If we keep our immune system on task by sleeping, by not being too stressed out and eating nutrients that are going to enrich the immune system, then we're going to be in a much better position to fight off disease. The immune system's not going to have to worry about, oh, here she goes again, eating all those cookies. Well, <laughs> that's know? why I think this podcast is just so helpful because It's on its way to 365 days of episodes. And so many of the episodes deal with stress management in a really playful way. But if you've never heard Jackie's episodes before, you've got to just go into your search engine and type cancer expert or special cancer expert. And all her episodes within Beating Cancer Daily will come up because really we're going through the body. And we're helping you keep each organ healthy or healthier. And then we're doing so many episodes on these nutritional tricks, this nutritional advice that just helps your body be so efficient because of the way that you're eating. And so all of Jackie's episodes really build upon each other. So I hope you go back and you listen to them. And then if you've never heard the podcast, other than Jackie and today, you'll see there are these delicious nuggets of stress management techniques that I actually did. And they were researched either by other scientists or researched by us at Comedy Cures. And so we take you through stress management. We take you through nutrition. We take you through organ health and comprehensively, it's really how I did it. It's the behind the scenes 
of how I've stayed healthy for the decades. When they told me to get my affairs in order and there was nothing more they could do, I did everything Western medicine could give me and tried to get into trials and there was nothing left. So I had to figure out how to reinvent my immune system 20 plus years ago. And I've been doing it ever since. And meeting Jackie just really put all the science behind what I did as a patient to stay ahead of the cancer curve. So Jackie, everything you're saying is is just so valuable, but I have to stop for a joke for a second because I did get COVID. I actually did get COVID and it was the only other thing that really walloped me in all these years. And I not only got COVID once, I got it three times. And people are like, why? You got the vaccine, you got the boosters. I worked full frontal through the entire pandemic. I was masked, but I was out and about helping patients and a lot of immunocompromised people. I was delivering to hospitals, different things from the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I never stopped doing programs. So I was really exposed all the time. So I think that was one of the one of the reasons why I ended up getting it. But I have a joke for you. Why are ants immune to COVID-19? I don't know. They have antibodies. Oh, very cute. (laughs) A perfect joke because I was going to talk about the adaptive response for immunity and that ties in beautifully. And you didn't even know I was going to talk about that. I did not, but I intuited that we might go there. And our jokes sometimes are so dumb. And you know what? Just laugh anyway. The body doesn't care. Your brain may be analytical and really criticize, oh, that's a dumb joke. But your body, if you just let that humor in and you laugh, your body really gets beautiful benefits in the mind, body, and spirit. So laugh at my dumb dumb jokes, people. (laughs) I love it. So we just talked about the innate response, right? We talked about the skin. We talked about the the pathogens and blocking and the way our body responds to catching a virus or a cold by runny nose or a cough. But the adaptive response is something that is more specialized. It's It doesn't respond quite as quickly as the innate. And the adaptive has the ability to specifically recognize a pathogen and remember it. And if the exposure were to happen again, you may be more resistant to it and resilient. And you might've heard people say, oh, you've got COVID. Now you have super immunity because now you've got the buildup in your system where you'll be somewhat protected. Another example of adaptive responses, adaptive response in immunity is to the chickenpox vaccine once exposure has occurred, right? So we know that we've got many different systems in our body that are helping us stay healthy and safe. And so one of the things, I don't know about you, Sarah, but when I got diagnosed with cancer, I felt it was sort of a betrayal and my body had betrayed me. And I actually felt detached from my body a little bit. I was so angry. I'm I'm Irish. and (laughs) (laughs) But you're also a nurse and you come from a whole family of medical people. So I can understand how that really hit harder went from being the person that everybody came to for health advice to, Ooh, we better not talk to her. She she just got cancer, but it's funny. But I was, it was like getting hit 
on the head by a, a two by four. Like I, I just was so shocked when I got it. But then after I learned all that I have over the many years that I've been in practice, I, I began to understand, oh, it makes sense why I got cancer. And I was wound tighter than a top, a single mom. I had my daughter had some health issues. It was just, it, it makes sense that I became immunocompromised and vulnerable to this disease. I mirror your story. That single mom, daughter had health problems. Come on, A-type. It's so classic profile. One of the things that excites me about this is that one, that we're here to talk about this, right? And that each of us has our own story, as do so many other people that are listening today. And what I'd like to say is everything can get better with good nutrition. It just can. It's really well established that clinically diagnosed micronutrient deficiencies, that sounds like a mouthful. It means that if you are nutrient deficient in something, it can adversely affect immune system, your immune system, and it can predispose you to infections. We saw this during COVID. We saw the people that got COVID-19, especially before the vaccine was available. And if they had low vitamin D levels, or if they had some other predisposing issue, whether it be a diabetic or cardiovascular disease, that they were the ones that fared poorly when they were diagnosed. Yeah, I mean, that we- was me. I have a chronic D deficiency historically, and we're on top of it. We're doing the blood tests regularly and they're keeping my levels. But yeah, I was one of the first people to get COVID before they even said it was COVID. And I I get it. I just want to make a comment. And I say this quite often when we speak, people can't see you, but if you go to our health builder workshops that Jackie and I do live on Zoom, they're about once a month. And Jackie does a great topic in the wellness space. And then you can ask her questions. But one of the really fun things is that you can see us, right? We're not just voices. You actually can see us live. And everybody writes in, Jackie, that you look like health that you are just so beautiful, but that you radiate wellness. And that comes from your beauty that's inside out, but you do practice what you preach. And when you don't, which we talked about, like how momentarily you and I can get in a little spin and get stressed out. And then we have to practice even more what we preach and we correct. And that I think is the difference that you and I really are monitoring our stress levels, how we're eating, how we're sleeping. And if we veer off a little, we just course correct, right? We don't beat ourselves up about it. We just course correct. But people do, they write into me and they say, she's so beautiful. She looks like health. And what a compliment for people to say, you look like health. Thank you so much. Right now, I I haven't even showered today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> me neither. We do this so early in the morning. Guys. I'm, I'm, I look a little disheveled and maybe a little smelly too. I don't know. <laughs> but they, thank you for saying it. I, I try so hard to practice what I share with my community. And just like you said, I have my moments where I'm a nurse. I like to take care of people and support people and nurture them. But sometimes I extend myself too far Wait, come on. That's not what we talked about earlier. It was like, we always do. And and we're trying. I can get depleted. And, you know, it's interesting because 
key to that is really training those people that are around you that love you. And my husband is awesome. Like literally he saw me a couple of weeks ago. I had a lot on my plate and I was laying in bed and I just had this look and he said, give me the list. What can I do? He could tell that I had just too much happening. And gosh, I appreciate that. I truly am Can we great. clone him? Can we clone him? I bet there are so many people going, They're cute. wow, <laughs> would I love to have a list person that I could just give my list to? Wow. I'm very thankful for him. He's a very good man. He was, he's my second husband. So I'm very happy that uh, I, found I have him. one of those too. <laughs> another podcast the starter husband and the missing husband (laughs) so far we have two more podcasts that jackie's coming on and if you listen to us repeatedly that i always wait for the moment where she says that's another podcast Uh yes yes all right let's get back to the immune functions so when our body gets exposed to any pathogen our body can actually lose micronutrients right and it can cause the immune system to become increasingly active So we have to have adequate micronutrient intake from real food in order to prevent and aid our recovery from infection. Remember the old starve a fever, feed a cold? People would say those sayings. And that's something that's true, right? There's nutrients that can support good health. When our grandmother said chicken soup for that cold, they weren't wrong. It was No, they've done research studies and they show that it is up there with penicillin on helping the body, like your grandmother's chicken soup, people. (laughs) So let's talk about nutrients. Let's kind of dive in. This is the, to me, this is the exciting stuff, right? So aside from talking to you, Saren, so (laughs) let's talk about vitamin D, right? And so adequate intake of vitamin D can support our innate immune system. And it works as sort of a pro-hormone that supports your brain, metabolism, thyroid function, bone health. There was, excuse me, a recent study published in the British Journal of Medicine that demonstrated that vitamin D can decrease the risk of respiratory tract infections by 50%. And that's pretty significant. So where do you get vitamin D? You can get vitamin D from wild salmon, pasture-raised eggs, canned seafood, mushrooms, but it's also the sunshine vitamin. So if you get out in the sun for a little bit, then you're going to be in a better position to, to synthesize vitamin D in your body. It's so incredible. And I know that people will immediately try to run out to their local drugstore and get off the shelf vitamin D and over medicate with it. So the fact that you always teach us that We need to get a blood test. We need to do this with our medical team so that you're getting the right kind and the right amount is so critical. But Jackie, I'm going to say your line. You're a food first girl. (laughs) She's laughing. Say that I'm a food first fan, right? How do we say that 10 times? So, (laughs) So your body likes the food better than it does the supplement. I'm not saying that supplements are, are not a good idea. It really is depending upon your own unique situation, which is why I recommend getting a blood test, but food is going to have everything in it that helps your body break down that nutrient that you're trying to get. So that's really important. The other category that is really important for building immune health is vitamin C. I think we we know that it's widely recognized as a 
powerful antioxidant. It, it supports uh, both your innate and adaptive immune responses. It supports your adrenal glands through metabolism of cortisol. Adrenal glands are located on top of your kidneys. They're like a the little hat on top of your kidneys and it secretes cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, and it helps curb the stress response. There was a study done and they actually used essential oils. Citrus was one of them. It was done with a group of nurses because that's a pretty stressed out group of staff. And they did a study where they piped in the scent of citrus and they had a improved stress response with, with that particular population. So citrus is something really helpful. Some clinical research indicates that low levels of vitamin C can lead to increased susceptibility of viruses and infections. And that's why so many people kind of run to the store, I've got to get vitamin C, but you don't need to get the supplement necessarily. You can get it in bell peppers or citrus, like oranges and grapefruits, and even berries. Broccoli has it too. And you can also get it in kiwi, cauliflower. The, those are the nature's most powerful antioxidants. Those are going to serve you really well. What about good old oranges or squeezing lemons? Yeah, all of those. We The lemon podcast was a big hit, right? So we can, those are really powerful antioxidants for sure that can help build immunity. And I love to say to people, don't do the exact same citrus or the same one all the time. See if you can get variety because every color and every different type of fruit is going to offer you some medicinal benefit. I feel like I'm your cliff notes. Eat the rainbow, people. Eat the rainbow. Nine to 13 servings of fruits and vegetables. And so the nutrient that I want to talk about is zinc. And zinc is actually a mineral. And it's also an antioxidant. And it's required to activate certain immune cells. And there are many people that have heard, oh, I've got to take a zinc tab when I have the start of a cold because zinc has been shown to decrease the the length of the cold. However, it it's something that you can get in food. And so that's one of the things I like to have people really focus in on things like oysters and beef and cashews and yogurt. And those people that are deficient in zinc, it can be associated with an impaired immune function. And the, then they're going to be at risk for pneumonia and things along that line. So zinc is a very important player for sure. Nuts and seeds, almonds and sunflowers are also high in zinc, and they've been found to be effective in even reducing the severity of cold. So instead of grabbing the zinc tab, throw some nuts in there. You're going to get some healthy fats. You're going to get fat fiber protein, which will balance blood sugar, and you're going to nourish your body with great nutrients. More episodes that we've done. If you didn't <laughs> hear it, you got to go back and hear Jackie's episode. I, yeah. I have such a nut and seed regimen now. And I carry them in my little glass jars, like you told me. And it is just such a habit that I've built in because of that episode that we did together. Yeah. It's, are you a nut grabber? <laughs> yeah, I think it's nuts for nuts. I can't remember what we called it. So the people listening today can't see me, but I am toasting Saren with my teacup because the next really wonderful thing for our immune system is black and green tea. These contain polyphenols, which are really beneficial in supporting the microbiome, the healthy gut microbiome, and they can help bind to a virus and reduce the ability for the virus to replicate. How cool is that? That is incredibly yeah, I, cool. 
that was the one thing I kept thinking about with my cancer treatment when I was in chemotherapy was sort of that Pac-Man, a wall, yeah. <laughs> where it was just eating all the little cancer cells, right? So think about the benefits of things like these nutrients we're talking about. There was a, a Harvard research study that determined that consuming five cups per day, which is a lot, but of the virus fighting compound that is actually in tea can be incredibly beneficial. And I'm going to say that one to two cups of organic tea or black tea a day is just the right amount to nourish your body and even prevent upper respiratory health. And I believe I do, I drink this or delicious organic tropical tea that have probably two tea bags a day. And I sip it throughout the day. I try to stop after about three. I, I don't have it after three because it's got a teeny bit of caffeine and I don't want it to keep me awake because sleep is very important. But one of the reasons I do that is because it definitely helps with immune function for sure. I was going to say that I am so caffeine sensitive. Mm-hmm. So do you get the benefits if it's decaffeinated? You can, you just have to find the right kind, right? So okay. it's it, you're getting the benefits from the actual tea leaf. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to make sure that it has all the kind of goodness in it that you need in order to get the, the benefits from it. And I'm sure um, that we want to go with organic because you don't know what chemicals or pesticides are used if it's not. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Organic is the way to go. A ginger root is an antimicrobial, antifungal, mm-hmm. antiviral. Think about that for a second. We go to the pharmacy and we purchase antimicrobial, antifungal, antiviral things for a number of conditions. But ginger root has been shown to to have all those properties and benefits. It's anti-inflammatory. It can have immune supporting benefits. And you can just grate it into a stir fry. You can simmer it in tea. You could just slice it up and put it in your tea, add it to smoothies. There's lots of different ways that you can bring it in. Another spice or thing that you could use is garlic. Garlic has compounds in it that are antimicrobial. And there's a lot of evidence that garlic on the immune system can be really helpful to stimulate the immune system and have antimicrobial actions. But again, Uh, Jackie, this is weird. And I know that you're going to say that you never heard this because it's weird. But when I worked at Dick Clark Productions, there was a person who told me that if he felt a cold or flu coming on, he would take garlic, open it up, but take the clove intact, no dents or nicks. Mm -hmm. And then he would put Vaseline on it and put it in his butt and go to sleep. Jackie's laughing and go to sleep. And then the next morning he would wake up and not have any cold or flu symptoms. And I happen to be allergic to, I can't, I have a hard time tolerating raw garlic. Mm -hmm. So I've never tried it, but this person, when I say swore by it, have you ever heard about that? I have not heard garlic being used as a suppository. No, I've not heard that. I'm not discounting it at all. Uh, Clearly this gentleman was brave. I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with this one. You can pay for that question. I don't know about the garlic, but I do know that the evidence for consuming garlic in your diet is that it can help 
as an antimicrobial and it can help lower inflammation and cholesterol and blood pressure. I do want people to be mindful of this though. So if you are all of a sudden, oh, I've got to go get some garlic and I'm going to increase it, or I'd like to see it in food rather than a supplementation, but you should discuss it with your healthcare practitioner. Cause if you're currently taking a blood thinner, insulin or a protease inhibitor, garlic can have some contraindications with that. So you want to be very mindful of that. And again, this is food is healing, but it doesn't mean that these solutions are the perfect choice for everybody. So if you're taking a blood thinner or on insulin or a protease inhibitor, that's something you probably want to discuss with your medical team just to make sure that's the right choice for you. Yeah. I love that we say that all the time here. There isn't one way for everyone. And we just want to be the story starters that get you really thinking and hopefully acting, but you really need to collaborate with your team. And as Jackie always says, they don't have time to sit and talk to you about every single aspect of your wellness plan. It's just the way medicine is set up right now. It's just so busy. But if you can come in with some of these nuggets, they'll respect the fact that you're an informed patient and they will most likely take the time just to review with you. The other thing I wanted to say was, this is pretty obvious, but grapefruit is a great source of vitamin C, but it also can have a counterindication with certain medications um, and calcium. So please just make sure that you do review this stuff with your medical team. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And and I'm so also happy that you mentioned about the Western medicine practitioners that you see. There's a lot of people that get frustrated with the medical team or their medical system right now because they don't feel that they're being served in all aspects of their health, right? No one's sitting down and talking to them about nutrition, maybe, or maybe they're not talking about lifestyle. As a Western medicine practitioner myself, I'm sort of dipping my toe on both sides here, Western and Eastern, as a nurse and a functional medicine practitioner, I have great respect for the Western medical team. And in fact, I'm here today because of them and uh, appreciate the training that I received. But I, I want people to be somewhat empathetic to their medical system that that they're doing the best that they can. And that's my belief. And I guess maybe I'm just someone that always believes the good in people, but you're always going to find a bad seed somewhere. But your medical team is being dictated a lot by insurance companies, and it can be very frustrating. It can be scary. It can be confusing. And I do feel that, as Saren said, we're, we're getting the conversation going that if you were armed with some information and you go in and you you bring up the topic, most medical providers will talk to you about it. Or if they're not skilled in it, maybe they don't have the education in it, they'll refer you to somebody that maybe does. So I think it's important to, to start the conversation. I get referrals from medical people all the time. And I truly appreciate that type of relationship that I have with them. I remember when my friends going through medical school told me that there was absolutely zero education on nutrition. And then I started hearing that maybe there was one class they took. That's why you're so valued, Jackie. Years ago. Thank you. Thank you so much. Years ago, that was true, right? They only had one 
one nutrition class, just a high level overview. I think there are different tracks now in medical school where people can specialize in it. So that's where as an informed consumer, when you're picking out your physician, you want to be able to ask the questions, what kind of training have you had in this? And, or make sure that they have someone on their team that can serve you in a way that's going to be beneficial for your health with nutrition and things like that. That's Um, a great point. Or come to Jackie. You can't be, you can't be great at everything. And, and if someone's ego is so big that they don't want you to see somebody else, then that's always a red flag to me. I I'm always somebody that if I don't think that something is in my wheelhouse, I make sure that I find the right person for them to see, because I think the ultimate goal is to serve the person and to give them the best medical care that they can get. And it's not about me. It's about them. I remember this phase where everyone I knew was going to get vitamin C drips. Mm -hmm. Everybody was getting IVs with vitamin C. It it seems like that's died down a bit. Yeah. People are are looking for, there's lots of different types of IVs that you can get. Please be careful with all that. That's all I can say. I'm not saying, I'm not discounting it. There might, there are probably some very reputable places to go for that. But I, again, what I'm talking about here is the food. What can you do? I wanted to, aside from the vitamin C drip, I wanted to talk about quercetin real quick. Quercetin is something that we find in plants. It's a polyphenol. It can reduce the incidence and severity of upper respiratory tracts. Because some of the things that we were focused on today is not only building immune resilience, but building immune resilience as we're going into this kind of cold flu COVID season where it's getting a little bit colder. It snowed in New Hampshire today. I woke up to white all over the the ground and I'm one of those strange people that it's like, I get excited. I think it looks really pretty, but as it gets colder, if you're in an area that you have those types of seasons, a lot of times we're starting to see the ramp up of some of these viruses. So quercetin is something that can give additional immune supporting benefits, especially when it's combined with vitamin C, which talks, this is why I wanted to mention it with your vitamin C drip, is that quercetin and vitamin C are powerful players. And quercetin is something in apples, berries, capers, grapes, onions, tomatoes, nuts, and seeds. And then I just wanted to finish on the last, my one of my favorite food groups is um, berries. And berries are things like blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, strawberries. They're packed with antioxidants. They reduce inflammation uh, in the body and they support your immune system. And I have berries probably three to four times a day, which probably sounds crazy, but I have them at breakfast. I put them on my salad at lunch and dinner. I will grab some for a snack. I just think they're a nutritional powerhouse and can offer great medicinal benefits for the whole body, especially the brain, right? They've got some really wonderful components for that. So again, those are really strong players when it comes to our immune function. We did the episode on smoothies and I make these powerhouse smoothies with all these berries and I throw spinach in it. Jackie just gave us so many cool recipes in the smoothie episode. So if you haven't heard that one, definitely go back. And that's how I make sure that I get a lot of berries every day when I'm on the run. I also take them with me. They can get a little mushy in my bag, but I now started putting them in glass jars because of you. 
<laughs> so yeah, they're that's what I do. I put them in. Yeah. You should see me going through. I have to fly on Saturday. You should see me going through the airport. I've got, and, and I, I laugh because I always give myself like an extra 30 minutes because I'm the one that always gets stopped and the line gets backed up because they're going through my food bag. And I laugh because all the gentlemen and they're sweet there, they're going through your bag to see if, you know, if I'm bringing anything that's not supposed to be brought on the plane, but they kind of moan when they look at my, <laughs> when they look at my food, they're like, Ooh, look at that. That was really good. Did you smell? I had one lady asking me a recipe. So I do, I bring, but everything's in glass. I do glass or I, do, I used to bring them in a tin container, but I found that took a little bit longer, but I do glass and silicone bags so that they can just hold it up and look to see that there's no bad things that I'm bringing on the plane. And I always thank them. I find that that's another underappreciated population of people that they're just working to keep us safe. And so many people are grumpy at them. So I'm always like, oh, thank you for keeping me safe. And as I'm going through the the airport, my husband just laughs because I think if you can bring a little joy to someone's life, you reduce their stress and yours. I know, Saren, you teach this, but the difference between a frown and a smile is the, a big change in the chemistry inside your body. The second you smile, all that chemistry changes in a real positive way for your health. I just love the fact that every month I get to teach nuns mm -hmm. and they are unfortunately infirmed. They're in a hospital convent setting. And we just went from audio only to visual. We got them set up with Zoom. So yesterday I got to do a workshop with infirmed nuns. And the first thing that I do with them is smiling exercises. And oh, it's just great. for what you say, because when you're in pain and you're infirmed and you're in a hospital for many weeks, days, months, years, your morale can really go down. And just watching these beautiful aged nuns just fill with color and life and vibrancy and it all just started with a simple smile because I have to be so careful, they're fragile, and mm -hmm. then helping them stretch and bring joy through their bodies. It's I'm so honored to do this program and just to watch the wellness soar as we go mm -hmm. through these simple exercises. So Jackie's right. Like maybe today, just try to smile at a few people, maybe you don't know them and you just walk past them, but just give a smile. It's so good for you and it's good for them to receive it. Yes, I agree for sure. I think it's a gift. Give the gift of a smile to somebody. I think that's a, a really great, and your wrinkles will thank you, right? Because you always want the smile wrinkles. You never want the frowny wrinkles. That's a, <laughs> that's telling you sort of how you lived your life. My husband's, oh, you have the best wrinkles, honey. They're right on the smile line. Right. <laughs> Jackie, I really appreciate that you gave us your time today. I do have a parting joke for you. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Okay. This was written by Jim Bob, who's in our writers group. We write on health and wellness, and they just really helped me come up with some beautiful humor to share with every population that Comedy Cures gets to touch through our live and digital programs. And this is one that they wrote for you, Jackie. My immunity is so strong, I don't pay parking tickets. 
<laughs> and that's because we listen to you, Jackie Bryan. Oh, thank you. I'm. It was so much fun being here today. Thank you so much. And I hope everybody works hard to keep their immune system on task. Uh, get the sleep you need, reduce the stress, bring in those nutrients that are going to make your immune system more robust. And please reach out if I can be of any help. Yes. And eat the rainbow, as Jackie says. If you want to get in touch with Jackie Bryan, you can find her online. She has an unusual spelling for her name. So we offer you to go to the Comedy Cures Foundation, comedycures.org, email us from the menu or go to the record button and just say, hey, I want to know how to reach Jackie. And if you want live Jackie, you can come to our Health Builder Workshops. Just go to our Comedy Cures website, the homepage, scroll down a little bit, and you'll see an RSVP button to come to Jackie's monthly Health Builder Workshop through Comedy Cures. I love you, Jackie Bryan. You keep me healthier every day. I can't wait till our next podcast. Thank you, Sarah. Have a great day. Have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then I'd love to ask for you to go to comedycures.org and check out our membership circle levels. You will find even more resources and more programming like our live virtual Q&A sessions with me, our live Comedy Cures events with our very talented comedians, live health builder workshops with Jackie Bryan hosted by me, a robust monthly newsletter, plus much more. It's really an exciting community. So please consider becoming a member, giving it as a gift, telling your friends, telling your hospital support group all about this community. I can't think of a more empowering way to go through a cancer journey or your survivorship or your caregiving experience than with us at Beating Cancer Daily. It's truly an honor to serve you. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.